Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane, with me, Rich Wilson. And this week, I'm joined by the brilliant human being, David Ian. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? You just telling me you got just getting over tonsillitis. Is that right? I am. Yeah, that's my punishment for it being Pride Month. <laughs> really? You think this? Is... <laughs> you can't have it all. You can't celebrate. You can't. You, have to, you yeah. can't. No, it's too much celebrating. That's what it is. <laughs> I haven't had tonsillitis in years. Very much the childhood thing. I, I know. I was at the GP and he said I'd got tonsillitis, and I was like, I didn't even know that adults could get tonsillitis. <laughs> So, but apparently we can. That was the GP saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Um, it's, how was how was your Pride Month been? Have you had, have you had fun? Uh, yeah, it's been busy so far actually. Um, so Pride yeah. in London actually happens at the end of uh, the, like the end of the the month. So it happens on the first of July. So we've got that to look forward to. But we kicked off the month with a massive festival in London called Mighty Hoopla, which I'm pretty confident is where yeah. I got run down enough. Yeah, you know it. So it's like thirty thousand people in Brockwell Park in South London uh, for two days, um, just dancing to lots of nineties pop. Um, and celebrating being gay. So, yeah, so I think that's probably where I got run down enough to get tonsillitis, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> but obviously, as a, as a queer comedian um, and running the Queer Comedy Club, June is a fairly busy month. Um, so, mm. yeah, it's been a bit insane so far, but it's good. We're halfway through and I'm loving it. Excellent. I thought there's a few people I know that went to Mighty Hoopla um, and uh, they've all, they, yeah, they haven't come away with tonsillitis, but they've all. It's taken them a while to recover. They did some very pretty hardcore uh, celebrating. And, uh, yeah. I like yeah. to think of it as long hoopla. That's what I always think. Like, two weeks afterwards, you're probably still feeling a bit rough. And it's longer the older you are. So, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got long hoopla. Afraid so. What, what I find amazing about still, still, with still people just still, a lot of people still don't understand why we have pride month while we have pride at all mm. and it blows my mind when i still see it i'm like you surely were you surely got enough shit last time to investigate as to why we have pride you're still doing this every it's like went straight yeah. pride, no that bullshit and you're like yeah okay all right it might, but isn't that it, the it problem because just... they won't do the research themselves you see so they can't be bothered to actually find anything out um they, yeah. they want it all fed to them and then they don't want to listen when you tell them anyway um i don't tend to engage in any conversations that start with you know oh well we don't have a straight pride um 
because that would be every day of the year. Um, it's fucking boring if we had straight pride. You imagine what that would be? Well, Just be now, what would look, it be? I, you, I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that straight people are boring, but <laughs> speaking. Listen, for the first time ever, I can say this: speaking as a straight white man, <laughs> that's the last festival I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it would be very fun. Um, but yeah, no, no I, I, I think Pride is probably more important this year than, than ever before. I mean, particularly when around the world you've got things like um, the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida um, mm. and all, you know, all the stuff that's going on over there, which what happens over there often makes its way over here. And the Don't Say Gay Bill was basically Section 28, which was my entire childhood at school. Um, yes. So for anybody that thinks that we don't need something like Pride, then I think they're probably just not paying enough attention would be what mm. I would think. That's exactly it. It's it's still it still blows my mind. What really blows my mind is that the people that are trying to bring in these laws and trying to regulate people's lives, well, they always get outed in the end. You go, they I always, know. and it, it turns out that they were having chem sex parties in the basement of the church. Yeah. And you go, why can't you just accept yeah. and just embrace who you are? What is wrong uh, it's with you? funny isn't it that it's the it's the the unwillingness to accept something within yourself that then means that you you need to force that on everybody else whereas if you just get yeah. to know who you are and like give yourself the acceptance that you want from the rest of the world then you're just a much better person which is better for the world around you it's it's so weird when they're trying to control everybody else's life choices that don't affect them in any way it's yeah it's yeah. very sad and it's and it's they're doing that with people who are gay and women's rights and like we were talking yep. earlier on another podcast and there's the woman that got put in prison uh for for um aborting her child and you're going fuck's sake is this yeah is this where we're at now this is where uh, we're at again in 2023 you wouldn't believe it would you no no but that's the thing think, that's the thing now. with social progress it's not uh it's not a given and just because we've got these things now doesn't mean that they're here to stay um i re remember having this really interesting conversation with my dad about privilege and privilege mm. being that you've never had to be in a room or um in an environment where a, a part of your existence is up for debate whether that's like your right to get married or to love who you want or to have control of your body and if you've been if you've never been in that position i think it's really easy to just think that oh well these are the rules that are here and this is how everything is but if you have been in the room while your rights have been debated or the rights of people you love have been debated then i think it's worth keeping in mind that just because you've won it now doesn't mean it's always going to be there and you have to fight to make sure that it stays and that further progress is made um, and that these things aren't yeah. just a given, basically. That is such a great point. Because, you know, because you know, I'm just not, I'm not aware. I kind of go, oh, yeah, it's pride. It's pride again. You know, and then I go about my day. Because as you say, I haven't been in the room where someone's gone, do you know what? You're not allowed to be you anymore. Yeah. And we're going to take away your right to be you. And there's nothing you can do about it, really. So, yeah, as you say, that it, it's it is a place of privilege to not to not be aware of a lot of what's going on, you know. And, and I'm, you, I'm lucky; I do this podcast, you know. Do you know what? As a as a white gay man, I'm sort of at the mm. top of the oppression Olympics, if you like. Like I'm in the best position. Like we tend to measure like how the LGBT 
community is doing based on my experience but that right. means i need to use my like comfortable platform to make sure that i still go to trans pride and i still push back on things like that because the people that don't have the same voice or platform or the same security that i get by being in the position that i'm in they need to benefit from from where i am otherwise i'm just as guilty as as, as everybody else so yes. um i think it's really important to remember that just because you know my existence and the existence of other people who are like me is much better than it was there's still loads of people within my community that that's not the case for and we need to be really conscious of not just measuring what the experience is for a white gay man but what is what is it like for a black trans woman for example and that those two things yeah. are very far apart that's a great point you're absolutely right and that's why i think that's why again why i like doing this podcast because i get to talk to people from all manner of backgrounds and it, it broadens my horizons and it it may and it keeps me aware i'm aware oh shit that is happening i need to i need to be involved in this and do what as you've just said do what i can to help change things yeah you know it, it, it's 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 it, you know there's i i'm well aware of i have you know oh, it's pride again you know i'm obviously aware of why we have it and and i was i think it was there was a pride march in i can't remember where in africa but it was like in a in a place and i was like now that now that takes some guts yeah. To do it in a place where you're not going to get pelted with vegetables. You're going to get machine gunned into the yeah, floor. Yeah, you're going to get killed. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, holy shit. And they were still doing it. And I saw the videos of them preparing themselves. And I was like, wow. Wow. It that's... takes some real guts, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And it shouldn't be just because of your sexuality. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think it would be really easy to be to think, well, I live in the UK, we've got rights, you know, things are relatively okay. I don't actually suffer that much um, mm. sort of... Do you know what? I'm not going to say I don't suffer any abuse because there is some, and I think it, it's not the same for all gay men, for example. It's about how you present in the world, I think. Um, so I know mm. a lot of gay men who don't have any problem when they exist in the world at all, and then at the other uh, at the other end of the spectrum, I know some gay men who get quite a bit, and I think I sit somewhere in the middle. Um, literally just the other day, I was on the tube, and at the moment, my nails are painted, um, and I got like a sly comment from this old guy about them, um, and it's just a bit throwaway, but it's quite insidious over time um so it's not the same as necessarily being sort of you know having a brick thrown at you or something but just like a little niggle that that comes at you and then makes you think the next time you get on the tube so i think because that's something you can live with it's really easy to forget that in other parts of the world there's people who can't exist even in the level that we do and so remembering yeah. that those people exist and what can you do to to help what can you you know for example i wouldn't go to Dubai on holiday, for example, because I don't want to be giving money no. to a regime that doesn't support the people that live there who are like me. Um, it's not a big thing, but it's something that you can do to make sure that you are, you know, doing a little bit that you are contributing without, you know, it taking over your entire life. You still have to live um, yeah. and not be like so worthy that you can't function. But I think it is just worth remembering that, you know, in my lifetime, um, things were very different. I guess it's probably different if you're sort of 18, 19 now um, and it's always sort of been like this and since you were like a baby we've been able to get married and everything like that then then it's it's quite different but in my lifetime you know I, I, I was born in 86 so when I was a kid mm. I still saw like the, the AIDS tombstone on the TV advert and things like that so I can see the difference that's been made in the last sort of 30 odd years um, so I'm still very conscious of how it could be if that if that makes sense. Yeah makes absolute sense yeah 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 and it's funny it's funny 
if you're, uh, I talk about this in my act now. It's like if you're, <clears throat> like people talk about the changes and they're having difficulty adapting to what's going on around them. Like the old guy with the, the looking at your nail varnish, right? Yeah. If you're open and have empathy and love for everyone around you, you can. It's really easy to accept the changes and go, and go with it, and and it enhances your life. Like I had a convers, I've had conversations now with men. And I've and I've just gone. Oh, your nails look amazing! And just had this whole conversation about it. And again, yeah. you know, twenty odd years ago, I probably would have gone. Oh, you're oh, okay. You're where I wouldn't have flinched. I would have just gone. Oh, you're. I would have made a yeah. bigger thing of it because it, it would have been more unusual. Because it's something different. Because like, it's out of the ordinary, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You kind of go, oh, right. And it's just because you've not come. You're not aware of it. But but yeah. I grew up with goths, so a lot of them had their nails right. painted anyway. So yeah. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny, isn't it? Because it's about, um, it's, it's, it's about conversations and it's, I always think it's about the humanization of people because people are really difficult to hate up close when you actually yeah. get to know them. It's really easy to hate a group, you know, like a homogenous, like a group of people, whether that's trans people or gay people or immigrants or something like that. But if you actually get to know the immigrant that lives next door or the gay person that lives on your road or something like that, it's quite difficult to hate that one person because we're human and that's not really built mm. in to our sort of functionality. So if you, if you do what you're doing and have conversations with people, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not that scary. It's just something different. I mean, I get it. I I am scared by things that I'm not used to, but in my case, it's football, for example. Like yeah, if I'm walking yeah, yeah. down in the park yeah. and guys are playing football, my biggest fear is that the ball's going to come near me and I'm going to have to kick it back. Um, <laughs> we all have I'm that like, fear. We all have right, that fear. Right? Okay, good. Um, and like that's a major panic because it's something that's not in my everyday life. And so it's a bit, you know, it's a bit weird to me. Um, and I, so I get that for the old guy on the tube, you know, my pink sparkly nail varnish is something a bit different um what it really is is that i wore it for hoopla and i'm too lazy to take it off um (laughs) 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 really laziness mate yeah if you'd have leaned over it's just laziness mate i could i was off me nut and i couldn't be bothered i'm just done with it mate something you probably could have related to (laughs) he would have gone oh yeah fair play we've all been there yeah makes sense yeah (laughs) But wouldn't it be cool as well if, um, if that would? I'd love to see that. Uh, some fellas in their Stone Island and they're chanting, but they've got the colours of their team on their nails. That would look yeah. fucking great. Yeah, it'd look amazing. Just on that simple level, because I still, I'm, I get it. I get why we it used to be, but now it's like, why have we still got things that are for men and women? Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's just be clothing. Yeah, it's just clothing whatever it is, you want to wear a dress or you want to wear this because and i've said this so many times on here if you've got a piece of material and you made a blouse and a shirt right out of the same bit of material you go it's still the same thing still it's the same thing society says yeah that's a blouse that's a shirt and it yeah it, it just it, it just crazy isn't mind. it it's absolutely yeah. crazy it's um <laughs> yeah i think um but it is changing and and that's great and so mm. some freedom yeah. uh to explore outside of the binary i think is um is great for everyone and um actually i know um a straight guy who um he's not non-binary but he does like exist outside of the binary so he likes to wear heels and he paints his nails occasionally right. and i think that's incredibly powerful for a straight man to be doing it's i find it really interesting yeah it's one but of those. When he goes to pubs, because, he does spend most of his time no. telling people that he's having to tell them that he's straight because they're always thinking that he's gay. So there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
So yeah, yeah they still live. But you know what? It's of a, if you're of a certain age, there is, you know, I, I I grew up in the 70s and the 80s and surrounded by you know very masculine men. And if you wore, I, I've said this before, if I walked into a pub in Maidstone only 20 years ago and I had on a, a polo shirt that was pink. And the amount yeah. of stick I got, they go, why are you wearing... Now they're all wearing pink, but then it was like, yeah. it's like just I a mean, pink, I really I like it. I grew up very near Maidstone, so I, I, I can guarantee that was definitely yeah. the case. That was definitely the case <laughs> 20 years ago. You wouldn't wear pink at all. <laughs> no, but now you, in, to have to explain yourself that... I've, got, I've now got this pair of trainers that have got... They've got sequins in the front of them, and I love them. I think they're amazing. And But there's certain places I'm like... I'm not going to wear those there because yep. I'm going to end up in a fight and I don't want to ruin yeah, it's them. It's just not worth the hassle. <laughs> That's the, that, do you know what? That is the decision yeah. that you make sometimes, I think. So I suppose Hoopla is a really good example. You the, the festival is full of people wearing like loads of amazing things, sequins, lots of skin out. It's like a really big celebration of queer and LGBTQ plus yeah. culture. Um, but I always think the problem is you've actually got to get to the festival. And so it's an incredibly yes. safe space once you're there, but you've got to travel there. Um, and but you so you really want to get into it. You really want to wear something that I would term as like really gay, but it also needs mm. to be safe enough to get you there. And I always think to myself, you know, it's you kind of want it to be gay enough that it, you'd get like a mild hate crime. You know, someone would sh shout some abuse, but not so gay that you'd get physically attacked and you'd have to miss the festival. So it's like somewhere yeah. in between those <laughs> that you want to match. And that's the level that you're sort of yeah. going for. And because you've got to travel through other parts of town and the closer <laughs> that you get to the festival, there's more of you there. So then there's a bit of security. But when you're sort of leaving your house and you're on your own and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and you mm. think, what am I doing? That's that's a deep breath moment, I think. And it's a shame, isn't it, that it has to be that way. You can't just wear what you want. And depending on what you're wearing, it depends on what... So, you know, the, 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 the sort of the biker look that mm. I've seen that, you know, was made famous with the village people. Yeah. Now, I've been around people like that and they were terrifying. So I'm like, I wouldn't fuck with you. No. So is that that looks cool. Do you know what I mean? I've been in the yeah. White Swan on um, in in uh, East London, and there was a yeah. dude in there that just just uh, and he was massive, and he just walked over to me and he went, "I want you," and I'm like, "Oh God, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> just do it." <laughs> Where you were just pragmatic enough just to go along with someone that. that was you know wearing. <laughs> I just said, okay, fine. Let's just get this done. Thank you very much, mate. And, uh, but yeah, you you wouldn't you, the, 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 someone dressed like that probably wouldn't get any, as much shit as someone with I don't know with wings on and whatever else they're doing. I've seen what what people wear to Mighty Hooper, and you know, well, you see, it's, it's it really very, it, you know, it comes down to how we view femininity, right? Mm. So what you're yeah. what you're describing That's in terms of funny. like, Hello. The, can you hear us? Are you all good? Hello, yes, you're back. Yeah, hello, mate. Yeah, um, I was just saying it comes I'm down to you again. My internet's being a dick. <laughs> you all sound good. It's fine. Oh, yeah, we're okay. all good. Oh, wait, can, well, okay, yeah, cool. Yes, okay. okay. You talk about feminine. Yes. 
yeah, it all comes down to how we view femininity, I think. So, um, like, all the leather stuff is quite masculine and therefore is quite threatening, and we see mm. um, masculine things as powerful. It's okay for a woman to wear trousers because they're a masculine thing, and that's stepping up in terms of power levels. It's okay for a woman to have a short haircut because that's more masculine. That's fine in terms of power levels. But the problem comes down to when we look at femininity um, and the wings and the glitter and the nails and the skirts, yeah. and that, that's all feminine. And what we generally see in society is a problem with femininity uh, ultimately homophobia like if you drill it really far down is essentially the same as a problem with the feminine because it's seen as you know you're taking on the feminine traits as opposed to taking on the masculine traits um right. and so really in my head it comes down to that so yeah if you're if you're going to dress up in you know as a, as a leather cowboy or something that generally makes you a bit safer because it's it's more masculine um and it, it you know it happens within the gay community as well because the like the most desirable men are the uber masculine guys and and then lower down ends up being like the feminine guys um because we've all bathed in the same pool of like well toxic masculinity basically which at its very core has a problem with yeah. the feminine um and so ultimately i think it all comes down to that so that's where that's where the difference i think comes in yes absolutely yeah 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 that's exactly it that's exactly it and it and it's mind-blowing that people still have an issue with it you should be able to just wear what you want when you want it's not affecting anybody yeah exactly well i think the the slightly more bizarre thing is that it generally i'm just going to talk in completely general here and about nobody specifically but generally the straight men that have a problem mm. with the femininity of it are supposedly attracted to women and i just find it bizarre that you would dislike the like the core features of something that you're physically attracted to i'm not quite sure how it all connects but it yeah. must be a troubled place to be i imagine so i feel slightly sorry for them is what i would say yeah <laughs> yeah i do because it's, they're missing out on so much missing out on so yeah. much i I've talked about this before. I did a podcast and I talked about an experience that I'd had with a with a guy. And um and the amount of sh homophobic shit that I I still get it. I was on that podcast, I must have been a year ago. Yeah. And I still get I still get that it still pops up notifications and I'm still getting shit for it and it's going, "Well, no, you're you did that with that fella, you're gay." And he go, "Well, I'm not gay. I had an experience with someone." Yeah, and as as enjoyable as it was, it wasn't really what I'm into. So yeah, not for you. I haven't done it since, but I'm glad I did it. It's like yeah, but it's like you don't say. It's like when people say, oh, "I don't, I don't want to eat certain foods," and you go, "Well, have you ever tried an oyster?" And they go, "No." You go, "Well, how do you know until you've had it?" Yeah, how do you know that you that you don't like? How do you know that you don't like marmite until you've had it? You just got to have it, and you might not like it, but at least you tried it. But the thing that gets you know, me is the that same. A year after you put that out. We had a go. It was fun. But, but it's incredible yeah, that a year after you put that out, to, they're so. still sending messages about it. Like, how can they be that bothered? Still getting shit for it. <laughs> it's amazing. The, yeah, o the it's only people that it affects are you and that guy. They're that fucked off with it. Yeah, so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's still, I, honestly, and I, it's my own fault because I started to reply to some of them. Yeah, and I was, there you go. I was just going, look, you need to... Uh, yeah, and that's what happened. And I wasn't being... I was just going, listen, you don't know. You weren't there. I, it sounds to me like you need to have an experience as well. And they were like, oh, fuck, what are you fucking saying? And it was like, 
Go and get mm. your dicks up by a bloke and then come back and tell me. Then we'll talk. You know, just, then we'll talk. Just yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Do you know what? It's one of the best we, blowjobs um, I've ever had. <laughs> well, it's because they know how it feels. That's all I'm saying. They understand how it works. Um, <laughs> but we, so we launched um, the Queer Comedy Club um, a couple of months ago and yes. the amount of online... Um, abuse when various articles were coming out and stuff like that if you looked on social media which is always a mistake but the amount of abuse that people were putting on there was some some guy threatened to burn it down and there was all this various different stuff and it's just i I mean we had a policy of not replying um because Mm. you can't win there's just there's there's nothing to engage in the conversation it's not for them um so just sort of leave it but i found it really eye-opening just how much vitriol there is just bubbling away under the surface that i think in your everyday life you're maybe not aware of um but they actually pick up their keyboards and say something about it and you think what on earth like how have you not got enough going on in your own life to be commenting on something that doesn't affect you it's it's really weird oh dude really weird this morning, only this morning, my friend Stacy, who's one of the owners, Mark and Stacy, they own um, SOS, SOS Clothing, uh, who um, have sponsored this uh, very podcast. Yeah. I love them dearly. They're beautiful, beautiful boys. But, and Stacy sent me a screenshot this morning of someone that's gone online and gone, oh, I really like your T-shirts, but now I've just seen the Pride collection and I won't be buying from you. And yeah, yeah, and Stacey just went, Well, go fuck yourself. We don't want your money yeah. anyway, dickhead. It's so strange, isn't it? Like, it's like with Bud Light. on that in level. America, it's like, yeah. It's completely and utterly mad. Yes. I don't understand why saying, we, you know, we're supporting this group of people, we want to make sure that our brand is available to this group of people as well, stops it being available for this group of people over here. I don't, I don't know. How insecure in your own existence have you got to be that what's going on with other people is going to affect you? It's really, it's really odd. Yeah. It's the fact that these people don't understand because they all say, oh, for God's sake, I'm just, I don't want this rammed down my throat. It's gay this and it's pride that and I'm fucking sick of it. It's, then you're like, people are still getting thrown off buildings because yep. of their sexuality. So until that stops happening, we're going to have to keep doing this, I'm afraid. So you're going to have you to get what? used to it. There's the, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, like my Edinburgh show is, co- is called Just a Perfect Gay. So like there's literally gay in the title. I run the queer comedy club yeah. and so many people talk that they want to say to me, Oh, but you know, I want to hear about more than your sexuality. And my argument with that is that my comedy isn't actually about my sexuality. My comedy is about my experience in the world. And I experience the world as a gay man. And that is a fundamentally mm. different experience to how you experience the world. And my, I can only tell you about my lived experience and then we find the commonality in it and that's where the humour is. But to try and deny yeah. and claim that I've lived the same life as you is, a, is, is complete madness. And so as a small child growing up, being able to see, oh, look, there's somebody out there who's so proud of being gay that they've put it on a poster that's two metres high in Edinburgh, or they've opened up a permanent club that talks about it and creates this space, or they're marching in a pride um, march because, you know, because they're amongst other people where they're safe and that. If you're an 11-year-old kid who doesn't necessarily fit in with the way the world is around them, seeing that, whether it's on TV or on the internet or in the street, that's incredibly powerful. Um, and that representation yeah. and that need to stand up and sort of be counted is 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 really, um, really important. And I think it's really hard to um, 
to overestimate just how vital that is. Like I say, I, I was at school during Section 28. I'm actually reading a book at the moment written by a teacher who um, was a lesbian teacher and she taught all the way through Section 28 and it's actually an apology to... Um, to LGBT students, LGBTQ students who um, like were at school during that time. And it's made me realise that when I was at school, I went and came out to my maths teacher because I was convinced she was a lesbian. And her immediate reaction was, I'm not a lesbian. I don't know why you're telling mm. me. Don't tell me anymore. And at the time, I found it really confusing. And now reading this book, I understand that she probably was a lesbian, but she wasn't allowed to tell me for fear of losing yeah. her job. And we weren't allowed to engage in the conversation that I was desperately trying to force on her because it was the law. Um, and because of that, I then didn't have anybody, like any representation to turn to, anybody for any guidance or anything like that. So now that we don't have rules like that in place the the ability to be more visual and to be more ramming it down people's throat if you like is so that that 11 year old kid can have somebody that they can go and talk to and that they can turn on the tv and find inspiring and you know understand that they're not completely on the outside they're not completely othered because things have changed yeah 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 did so right like i said again like, like i say growing up in the 70s and 70s and the 80s there must have been teachers at my school that were gay but you never knew that they would never be allowed to talk about it yeah never be allowed to engage if they were because obviously they were they were i was at an all boys school and there were there were clearly some lads that were gay but could never ever admit it because they would have been just bullied into the floor it was a yeah you know it was just, everybody was everybody was bullying everybody else at my school so you couldn't you had to kind of put on this this front and be all tough and manly and you yeah. know and really you'd just be crying inside because just like i fucking hate this kids are cruel but, right Ah, oh, kids are just cunts anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why anybody has them <laughs> but that's straight yeah, yeah, people yeah. for you <laughs> <laughs> fucking straight people ruining the world with kids <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Um, but it's what's nice now is that characters in films and TV shows and things like that um, who are gay, but but being gay isn't it's not like an extra thing. They, they, exactly. It's just, it's just in passing, suddenly you'll go, oh, they're gay. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. It's not even a major. They don't come. Which in is amazing, like, right? Big, oh, it's fucking brilliant. It's it, absolutely yeah. how it should be, and I'm so glad that it's happening now. It just. There's been beautiful. I remember when I watched um, the second Knives Out with yeah. um, you know the movie with yeah. Thingy Bob and Thingy Bob. And there's a moment where they go and they ah they, um, oh, what's his name the main character fuck Daniel Craig. What's his name Daniel. So Daniel Craig's character. Uh, they, they got this this package coming for him, and he's um, in the bath, isn't he? Hugh Grant opens the door. Yeah, and he's in the bath, and he yeah. goes, oh. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. It's Never such a clever way of doing it, isn't it? It was, it was first class, and I, it, I got a fucking hard on. <laughs> I was just I'm happy. sure that's was exactly so what happy. they were going for. <laughs> a metaphorical one. <laughs> no, it's amazing though because that shows that you like. Uh, a gay character was able to be the main character of a story um, without yeah. it having, you know, but the story isn't, you know, like, oh, how sad it is to be gay or, oh, it's an AIDS story or something like that. Um, but you get the colour in his life from that. What I really love now is that there's so many LGBT characters, there could always be more, ideally, but that we get to see loads of different stories because it's really easy to think that as a community, we've all got the same story. But ultimately, we are like... 
millions of different people with millions of different lived experiences, yeah. um, all of which are incredibly fascinating and different perspectives. And that's something to be celebrated. And so getting more characters like that on the TV and in films, it just creates a much more like rich tapestry of stories and humanizes us so that people can be pleased to see us rather than threatened by us on the tube, for example. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, but it's but it's it's definitely an older generation problem. They, you know, they they didn't grow up with it. It was it was illegal. You know, yeah. like I've said this many times. Like my granddad was 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 probably gay, but couldn't be, and so oh really, you know. Yeah, so it's a different world for them, and so yeah, you know, they're still when they see a man, regardless of whether he's been too lazy or not to take it off. When they see a man on the tube with <laughs> with nail varnish on, they just can't. Yeah. They just, it's still it's in there, isn't it? It's still that yeah. When like you said, the individual when you sit, if you were to sit down with that person, they'd be the br most brilliant person you've ever spoken to. Yeah, and they totally get it. But in the moment, there's that, oh, shit, I don't understand that. So that's, I need to just, yeah, I need to it, make a It's something you don't understand, like you say. It, yeah. And also that's something they've built up. You know, if they're in the 70s, they've had 70 years of, of believing a certain thing and understanding the world in a certain way. Um, and so a change that has been gradual over the last 30 years probably feels quite sudden. Um, yeah. at, like at the tail end where it's accelerating and I, I, you know, I get it. It's tough. Um, but there's probably loads of things in life where like over history where changes have happened. Um, and I'm sure when I'm 70, there'll be loads of things that I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I mean, already now I'm like, what are the kids doing? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll be, I'll be the same, but ideally not on like uh, vital social issues like this, I would like to think. Um, but I do, like, I get how it comes about and, um, I always think it's worth, like it's quite a controversial thing to say, but I always think it, I try and approach the world by thinking that everybody is just doing the best that they can in that moment. That may not mm. end in a good result, but with the knowledge that they've got, with the life experience that they've got, with the condition that, that you know, that their brain is in, that everybody is just literally doing the best that they can. And if I, if you approach the world like that, um, it just feels like a much kinder, kinder place to be. And that, you know, yeah. that's, that feels like a, a, the world that I want to live in. So that's how I choose to look at it. That, um, you know, the, the snorting on the tube, that guy is, he's just doing the best he can in that moment. And as you say, maybe if, I, if we sat down and spoke and he had more time in to, for, to chat and get to know me, uh, the reaction would probably be different. So, yeah. Yeah. I know my ex, when I used to live in, I used to live in Essex in Leon, I used to live in Leon C. And my ex, very flamboyant woman, and she used to get shit all the time. So it was just, and just yeah. because she'd wear 
flamboyant clothing and big hats and you know she's she was a she's a, a bigger person and and they, they just she gets shit every day every time she went on the train to the point she'd stop getting the train because the, the amount yeah. of hassle that she'd get and it and you, you say to people, yeah, but it all comes from a, from fear and all that. But, you go, but when that's just every day, it's and all you're tiring. trying to do is just be yourself, it's tiring. Yeah, yeah as you said. Yeah, and it's um, and, but, you know, but yeah. amazing though. Like the fact that um, that they knew themselves enough to know what they wanted to know, who they wanted to be, how they wanted to express themselves in the world. I always think if yeah. you're just completely conforming, I sometimes wonder that maybe you haven't spent any time sort of getting to know yourself, exploring who you are to like, what yeah. are the chances that you really do just like this shirt and tie combo or these shorts and t-shirt combo or something like that, that the world has deemed is acceptable for a man of your age. Like, are you telling me that your brain doesn't go any further than that? It, Surely yeah. it's just that you haven't really thought about it. Probably you would like a Hawaiian shirt or open-toed sandals or, you know, something a bit more different. Um, like with a pink T-shirt, for example, in Maidstone. Um, I think it... So the fact that they were in a position where they'd done that that work on themselves and they knew they wanted to be flamboyant and wear big hats and take up space in the world, yeah. that's that's what it's about really, isn't it? Taking up space um, and, yeah. and, and standing your ground for who you are and who you want to be. But this is it. It was one of the... This one of the one things that I take away from that relationship is that she showed me that I could be a bit more a bit more brave with my sartorial choices. So mm. just down to wearing a hat. There's a there's a I wear hats now and people get people feel challenged when you wear a fucking hat. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely it's crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh, who do you think you are wearing a fucking hat? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what that probably is? Is that they don't feel confident enough to wear it themselves. And so it's yeah. really, it, you're taking up the space by doing it and they are almost jealous that they don't feel like they can do that. Um, oh, it's so sad. It's really sad. It is sad. You want, I want to say to everybody, like, I, I get it. I get it quite a bit when I've had men at gigs come up to me and go, wow, I like... I really like your sweatshirt, and I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's coral, right, 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 okay. Oh, I'd I'd love to wear something like that. You go, well, fucking wear it. Do then. it, or yeah. just fuck, just do it. I get really sad when I see fellas. They all wear black, navy blue, uh, grey, or yeah. if they're feeling particularly special, they'll they'll wear maroon. And <laughs> I've like, never heard maroon described as special before. <laughs> <laughs> that's the level that they'll get to. That's oh, as far, that's as out there as they'll get. And it, you want to go, you want to say to mate, get some yellow in your life, get some orange. Orange is my yeah. favourite colour. Hey, or, orange is great. Yeah. No, yeah, it's sad, but orange. like hopefully people are starting to experiment more um, and just living a bit more outside of these fairly traditional setups so. that we seem to have constructed. Um, yeah. So I, th I think it's something that is changing over time um, and people feel less constrained by it, I mm. hope. I hope. I yeah. think so. I think it's ha it is happening slowly but surely. Changes are happening. Um and it isn't anywhere, yes, there's still shit going down, but it isn't anywhere near as bad as it was when I was growing up. I yeah. hope, anyway. No, uh, and like and you, when, when that's you were, worth celebrating, right? You. Yeah, at least we've come that far. It is, you know, people are able to be a bit more open with who they are. And, and now we're exploring the, you know, the, the genders. I find that, I find that fascinating that we're like, up until now, it's like, there's just been men and women, boys and girls. And you go... Oh, but yeah, but it doesn't have to be that. 
And I mean, now yeah. I'm, you know, it's my it's, it's fascinating, just, it's incredible. It? It's yeah. um, it, it gender's a really interesting um topic. I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours on end. Mm. Um, I for, in my in my younger life, I I think I found masculinity quite restrictive, and I found the pressure to conform to bit to like being a man much harder work than um accepting being gay. Um, because mm. I was because I'm, really? I'm yeah I I, I think oh. I, I, I don't think internally I ever really had a problem with being gay, but I've definitely had a problem with um, how I express myself as a man um, mm. because I'm because I'm relatively camp and I and I'd always wanted long hair, for example, um, and I, I don't like very many masculine things. You know, I, about the only masculine thing I like is cars, but I'm not into like sports right. or beating women or anything like that that straight men get up to. Right. Um, so. <laughs> just those two things just those two things (laughs) nothing else that and listening to mr brightside i think all all, all straight men seem to be into that (laughs) that one and uh was it the fratellis uh it all sounds the same to me it all sounds the same um it's like a color blindness but for music i can't hear straight music Uh, (laughs) but so because i didn't feel like i really fit in with any of that a lot of the work that i've done on myself in the last few years and with my therapist has really been around really trying to embrace that um my version of masculinity or whatever my mm. gender expression is can just be exactly what i want it to be so today if i want to go out with nail varnish on i can if i want to grow my hair long i can um and then just dealing with the consequences of that so i i do have long hair um and it's highlighted blonde and if you see me from behind i quite often get misgendered as a woman um which is something that i guess it just takes some getting used to um and generally mm. is more traumatic for the people around me than for me um in america it happens quite a lot last year i was in um in the us with my with my parents and my mum and i were standing um at a reception and this woman head on address- addressed us as ladies and then there was this sort of three or four second silence where we all sort of stood there and i was perfectly calm but i could tell my poor mum was quite uncomfortable with it and the poor woman that had done it was pretty uncomfortable um but because she'd just taken you know she'd glanced despite the fact i had a full beard and everything she glanced and seen long blonde hair and she'd gone oh this is a box for this one and so this is two women um and i like a few years ago that's the sort of thing that would have bothered me and now i'm just like that's it, it makes no difference to me at all i'm not i'm not you know, I don't care at all. Um, I'm not massively yeah. associated to any genders. It doesn't really bother me. And, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make that woman feel bad about it. So I'm not going to say anything about it. So because I, it just seems completely pointless and something that I'm not really like clinging that desperately onto in terms of gender anymore. So um, that feels like a real progress that has been able to happen in the last few years and feels pretty important, I think. Absolutely. I think it's, I think more, if more people were able to be more fluid with who they are, it would be such a... Like, you, you hit the nail on the head at the beginning there when you just said you found it... Trying to be masculine, was it was, it was restricting. And it yeah. is. It, yeah. stops you, it stops you exploring. It stops you exploring basic things like colours. And it stops you exploring things like your your sexuality and... you know, and your emotions. There's, there's, and your emotions yeah it's so restricting yeah and there's mates of mine that and i've said this before on here there's a there's a comedian mate of mine marcus bourbon and he and i whenever we see each other we give each other a kiss hello we go hello mate and we give each other a kiss and we have a hug 
and we kiss each other goodbye, and it's not even a thing. It's just something yeah. that we've always done. Because you're and two it, humans. Because we're two humans, and we really love each other. We love being around yeah. each other, you know. And it's yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But there are and mates that I would never. I'm not going to leave kiss them way. goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? And I, look, it's I. I would never want to make anybody... I don't like the idea of making anybody uncomfortable because I'm comfortable being me. I, like, I wouldn't deliberately want to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I, I would wish on people that they would have the freedom um, to explore fully who they are and um, to... If they look out in the world, then they'd see that gender really is just a construct. Even in biology, the two genders don't actually exist in the way that we think that they do. Um, everything's mm. much grayer than, than, you know, we've historically always thought it to be. And um, the the biggest thing for me is that if we could, if we could help men to be able to explore their emotions more, because like we, yeah. um, there's this, um, there's a shame and vulnerability researcher in the U S called Brene Brown. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Yeah. Um, she's, incredible but one of the things she always says is that we make the mistake of thinking that we are um intelligent beings that occasionally have emotions but what we actually are is emotional beings that occasionally have thoughts mm. and when you think of us like that and then you think that we raise our men and our boys that they're not supposed to feel their emotions there's this whole void in their lives that it's no wonder that like masculinity is so intrinsically toxic and so if we could yeah, actually yeah. like help them to explore that enormous part of themselves and really get into their emotions and understand who they are and why they're making the decisions they're making and who they want to be and what they want to do and how they want to experience the world, then like everything would be better because of that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's what's fascinating about it always like, okay, so you need, you need that bit and you need that bit and those bits make another human being after yeah. that everything else it's just what's been placed on top of that yeah. and that we've been told you go right well because that bit does that so that's a boy and that's a man that does this this this, this. and then that's a girl because that's where the, and then this this, this. and then you're like no but that's just what you've decided yeah it's not because we've decided pink day, is for girls just... and blue is for boys and that's it and neither <laughs> the twine shall ever meet and that's it exactly and all you've got is that you need that bit and you need that bit and yeah. they, those bits make more human beings and then that's it if we want, and then the rest of, of it. If you want to, if you, if it's your choice, if, exactly. It's it's just, it, but that's it. That's the only that's the only biological bit. After that, it's kind of it's just whatever society's told us. It feels like, yeah. And once you get your head around that, you're like, oh, okay. Like you say, like I I've never heard that description before of the the blouse and the shirt. Like you take a piece of material, and that. but yeah. that's a really great description of it. Ultimately what's the difference between a blouse and a shirt anyway? I mean, isn't it just the way the buttons do up? They're just round the other way, exactly, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there might be there might be some different kind of stitching that makes the sleeves... Sleeves, yeah. ...puff out a little bit more. But, or oh, whatever, you know, just... Yeah, Ridiculous. it's literally down to the stitching. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? That but makes actually, it that's, that's a really good... Like, it, it's such a good example because when you take it back to the material, it's the same thing. And I think that's the same with people. When you take us back to the material, we are the same thing. So it doesn't yeah. matter how we dress it up, what else we put on top of that, you know, any of the other bits that we bolt on, um, they're still just people at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just people. And yeah. if you should be able to have feelings for people rather than this but you know oh, i'm a man so i need to have feelings for a woman you yeah. know it should be just a person having feelings for a person and if we started having that 
everywhere would be a lot more chilled out. Yeah, it'd be a lot you more know? freedom, wouldn't like, it? Wouldn't it be nice just to be a bit more free? Yeah, it would. It would. It would be good. It would be good. And I, I it's probably where we're working towards. So hopefully, mm. someday in the future, that's what it will be like. But uh, conversations like this, the ability for people to have conversations, is is where it all starts, isn't it? And and that's where the progress is made. Yeah. So um, I think that's vitally important. And I and I do genuinely think comedy has a really big place in that as well because you Definitely. enable people to look at stuff and see the commonality like you know somebody's not necessarily gonna have grown up as a as a gay boy at school and and know that exact experience but i could i can tell a story about what that was like and they can find some commonality mm. in it and then realize oh look we're all just humans he's a he's a normal person like me um and then you start to you start to make those connections and you start to see and, and i think comedy is really powerful for that because it brings people together across those divides definitely absolutely it's it's one of the few mediums that brings everybody together you know you when you're doing a gig and the, when you look out into the into the crowd and it's people from all areas from all places with all different beliefs coming together as one and yeah. listening to the listening to whatever you're talking about and that's why it's, i like talking about i've got this bit that i've got about the 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 uh, the uh, toilets and the you know, gender neutral toilets and and it and it goes one way and then it finishes another way and people yeah. are all, there's a silence <laughs> there's a silence as I'm saying it and I love it because I know the punchline is going to be worth the fucking silence the fear in the middle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay have I misjudged the room here we go okay yeah that let's see where this goes fun. in. <laughs> But it's, but it's, you know, I'm not saying that I'm you, you know, I'm using my platform, but I am definitely trying to raise a bit of awareness, or trying to explain the the, the ludicrousness of of it all. And yeah, oh, we had Danny St James on a couple of years ago, and she was saying about, she goes, do you have any idea how much money it's cost me to become this person who I am, yeah. the person that I always knew. Yeah, I'm doing all this so I can go in your fucking toilet. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just it's a it's a ludicrous notion, isn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course you're going to get people. There's always going to be someone somewhere that's going to ruin it for everybody. There's always in any walk of life. There's always yeah. going to be someone somewhere that does the thing, but that's it's like one person, and now you're just mate, you're just blaming everybody, and it's yeah. that's what needs you know those, those conversations need to be had because it's like you're not if you talk to someone like Danny. You know, Danny just wants to be who Danny is, and that's what she's done. She's she's yeah. found it who she is, and she's and she's and she's created she's created it who she is, and it's a beautiful thing. And and that's the thing, right? You know? that, isn't the difference there though that she has had to put the work into learning who she is, and fundamentally, mm. like the core of who she is, what her emotions are, who she wants to be, and then make that happen. And it's the the people that have the issue aren't doing that work, and that really, I think, is where no. the divide is that's 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 the difference i think yeah 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 and there you go that's the, there's another message for everyone work on yourself <laughs> yeah Do some you work should on yourself. always be far more interested in working on yourself i think than in worrying about everyone else i genuinely i do think it working on yourself is is the most important thing and constant work yeah absolutely and you know i say this on here all the time look i get it wrong i get it wrong all the time you know i've for whatever reason I'll, I'll ask the i'll ask a question in a weird way or my understanding of something won't be what it is but 
to be able to what you need to do is just have the conversation and then to, to have someone go actually it's more like this and you go oh yeah oh yeah i've really seen it like that way before see i always think it. It, there's there's a couple of things that are key the first is understanding intention so um i, I yeah. like i really do think intention comes into it so as the receiver Definitely. of something that maybe has upset you or something you do need to think about you know did this was that actually the intention or have is has there been a slip up somewhere along the line the second is if somebody is willing to have the conversation then that involves a level of vulnerability that they're that they're willing to be wrong and if you're willing to be wrong that's how you learn because we're all wrong at, you know at some point so yeah, none of us absolutely. are experts you know even in the lgbtq plus community we you know we're always getting we're, as people we will always be getting elements of it wrong um and there can always be improvements to be made but you you can't grow and develop as a person if you're not willing to have the conversations and be vulnerable with the with how, how painful it can be when you get something wrong you know if you use the wrong pronouns or you you say yeah. something that is actually wrong and then you understand it that's a really uncomfortable feeling and the growth comes from sitting with the uncomfortable feeling and being willing to do that if you're not willing to do that and yeah. you just go no 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 i'm right that's that's where the problem comes in i think yeah, absolutely. It's that be yeah. It's such a again. You've 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 nailed it with that. Just you know saying, just because you know we're not all we we are we are all of us wrong at some point. We always get all of us do. That's such a great way of putting it. That I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's like like well, this is the right way, and you're wrong because you don't you you're you're not saying it right, or you're yeah. You just like no no no. Now you're just shutting the conversation down, and that person's never gonna. They're never going to change their viewpoint. They're just going exactly. to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, get deeper with it. They're going to just, they're going to hang on to those thoughts and feelings yeah. a lot more. And they're really going you know, to, you know, you, you do have to, you do have to protect yourself. You can't always be giving all the energy to like helping other people learn, but you, I think it's always worth bearing in mind that you, you will have made mistakes yourself in the past. And that, as yeah. I say, it, it, it goes hand in hand with the earlier thing that I had to say where, um, like um generous assumptions everybody's doing the best that they can at that moment in time they're working with what they've got they don't even know they are but their intentions mm. are good not necessarily that they're trying to be a good person but the the intentions are good based on the information that they've got based on where they are in their lives their experience everything else um and it's only through a conversation that you can move the equipment and the knowledge and the information that they've got to another place and I'm yeah. sure, I'm absolutely sure that there's things that we talk about today that we will consider differently in 20, 30 years, just like that's the case backwards. So hopefully as, as you know, my generation gets older, we will be equipped enough to have those conversations and understand because, because that's basically what we're saying about older people, right? You know, when they see somebody on the train with painted nails or they get told that someone's pronouns are they, them instead of he, him, it's, it's something that's harder for them to understand because that's not how they spoke about things when they were, you know, 30 years ago. But having the yeah. conversation and helping them understand and, and them being willing to be vulnerable enough to be wrong and sit with the uncomfortable feeling of it and then learn from it, that's that's where it comes together and that's where you make some progress. And that's easier when you yeah. do it with real people because people are difficult to hate up close as individual people. Absolutely, as you said, yeah. And it's funny with the, with the pronouns, when when uh i was first introduced to they them and and i gotta be honest i i did say i was like that, what that doesn't what that doesn't make any sense what do you mean that? yeah because i'm used to he him she yeah you know, she her and it had to be explained to me and i you know and i just went oh right and they were like yeah but you know they has been around forever they people still have always said oh well you know you know what they're like not that yep. you know they they it's like much more this. singular they than are, you think it is yeah 
Yeah. And it was only when that was pointed out, it was pointed out to me like that. And I went, oh, yeah, that does make sense. That yeah. does make sense. Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like I'd gone, hang on a minute, until I understand this, this goes nowhere. It was, I'd already <laughs> gone like, okay. Yeah. But I had to speak to someone and go, well, this doesn't make sense to me. Can I, what, what do you mean, they, them? And then we had a chat. And so, I mean, that's it as well. Just don't be, don't be afraid to just, like you said, don't be afraid to feel, to put yourself in a vulnerable position and go, I'm really sorry, but that doesn't really make sense to me. Can yeah. you explain that? Be uncomfortable. Right. Being uncomfortable is great. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're going to do it in a way like, you'll do it like this. It will be clunky. It's not yep. going to come out of you in a, in a natural way. There's never a good time. Yeah. It's never the right time to have the conversation. It's going to have to just be blurted out. I mean, they go, what do you mean by that? And then, then they'll go, oh, it just means it. They go, oh, right, cool, cool, cool. It's just, I just didn't really... It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's going to be shit, but... Yeah. But the more you know you what, do like, it, the more, the, you know. nothing worth doing is achieved without a bit of difficulty. It is really uncomfortable. Um, like yeah. a vulnerability is the source of all creativity and everything good comes out of being vulnerable. So if you're not willing to be vulnerable, you're going to have far bigger problems than getting people's pronouns wrong. So it's, yeah. it's a really easy place to start. If you like, and you, the, the, the pronoun conversation always makes me laugh when people get funny about it because it doesn't affect you in the least. Nobody's saying that you have got to be called anything different. They're just saying, this is how I would like you to address me. Um, and we're perfectly yeah. fine with people changing their names when they get married. We've been doing that for quite a long time. So I, it, it, yeah, it's not, it's not a hard one to start with. If you don't understand, then that's a really good one to ask. I think. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, I mean, do you, do you sometimes have days when you're like, do you know what? I just don't want to talk about, my sexuality today yeah. i just want to go right about my day why am i having another straight dude wants to talk about <laughs> sexuality it's not my job <laughs> um so um yes yeah um that's a really that's a really interesting question that stumped me a little because i was not expecting that yes i do have days like that um now and again you're bound to just go do you know what can't i just be can i not just be but do you know what and not um, have someone ask me about it i well, there's, there's a few elements to it. One of the elements is that I'm very grateful that we exist in a world where um, people feel like they can ask and talk about it. Um, and I recognise that I am comfortable enough with my own sexuality, that I'm, I'm happy to talk and um, that the ability to have those conversations I th I, is something I think I can offer. Um, but yeah, sometimes it would be nice to talk about other things, I guess. Um, but the reality yeah. is every aspect of my life genuinely, I think is influenced by how I interact with the world and how I interact with the world is as a gay man. You know, if we rode the bus together, we would have different experiences of that because of how we've been brought up in the world and how we interact with it. Um, and that is that, that influences our day-to-day -day lives. So I, even if we were to talk about that bus ride, there would be an element of me talking about it from my point of view and even without explicitly saying it like my immediate thing to think would be right well when i get on a bus here in london um if i go upstairs if there's no if there's not two routes down like stairs at the front and stairs at the back then i'll go back downstairs because if i've got a problem i want to make sure that i can get off the bus quite easily because i have right, had right. abuse on a bus but i imagine that's probably not something that you've thought about um and so we're not now talking about my sexuality we're talking about riding a bus but my sexuality impacts me riding that bus mm. um and so 
and I suppose the, the the real truth of the matter is it's not actually my sexuality that impacts that. It's other people's reaction to my existence in the world is what impacts that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all bundled up together. And so every time I get on a bus, that's the, you know, that's the thought that goes through my mind. Um, in, in the same way that a woman walking home on her own late at night is going to be having thoughts about, right, you know, where am I? What's around me? They're hyper aware. But potentially a straight man doesn't have those thoughts these experiences that we have in the world influence us so fundamentally that the way we interact and experience the world is is different um which is why i often think there's a really big argument for um lgbt people playing lgbt characters on screen because it just mm. innately affects how you <clears throat> interact with the world in a way that's almost impossible to explain um but that is just there if that yeah, I don't know if that's very totally clearly explained, it. but no, no, I totally, yeah, I totally understand it. And with that, yeah, with that, it's when people go, yeah, but you know, if you're making a movie and you want people in it that are gonna sell tickets and you want people that are gonna uh, attract people to the movie, and you go, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, you're absolutely right, but we all know for a fact that there are gay famous actors, yep. so yeah. Why aren't we using them? Exactly. <laughs> just, exactly. You know, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's a, obviously a really complex um, issue. But I so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always very grateful for the opportunity to talk about it, I think, because that just means that there's somebody else out there who wants to learn and wants to understand a bit more. And I think that's 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 great. I mean, one time I'd love to talk to a straight guy and have the conversation around the other way and they could tell me about their life and then maybe I'd understand it because it's a complete mystery to me. <laughs> When you come to Straight Pride, I'll, I'll, I'll show you around. <laughs> great, great. I'll be, I'll, we'll I'll, have the, I'll be on a float. <laughs> I'll show you the Morris dancers and we'll have a pie and then we'll go and look at the Spitfires. <laughs> All right, you'll have to tell me what to wear though because I'll have to go out and buy something special, I imagine. <laughs> All black or something. <laughs> you have to wear, yeah, you got to wear navy blue. Um, right. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll kick you out. Don't worry, you'll be okay. fine. I'll, I'll, I'll look um, after you. I'll see if I can drink beer that day. <laughs> <laughs> just beer that's it you're not allowed anything else yeah no cocktails okay i'll see what i can do no cocktails mate come on mate <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> this has been lovely thank you so much for coming on uh so you're so your the comedy night is uh when so uh we've got the queer comedy club um which runs in archway in london it's the uk's first lgbtq plus comedy club so that runs monday tuesday and thursday nights with nights that we produce and then um Wednesday, Friday and Saturday nights are like work in progress shows, preview shows, but there's basically always comedy on. Um, and it's not just queer comedians. We do have um, allies on as well. Um, and yeah, so that's down in London. And then um, my Edinburgh show, David Ian, Just a Perfect Gay, is running at the Edinburgh Fringe, 3rd to the 27th of August every day, except the 14th at five past nine um, in just upstairs at the Caves. Excellent. Excellent. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Mr. David Ian and on Twitter I'm at David over there or you can check out my website which is davidian.co.uk Excellent. And I did check that out earlier and there's a lot of information on there. It's all there. Everything you need to find out about David Ian. David, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real joy. It's been great um, for me too. I really this has appreciate been insane it. In the membrane. I've been Rich Wilson. This has been David Ian and we'll see you next time. Have 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.